The following program is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you. I am excited. A week ago, I wasn't too excited. I was sick. I had COVID and I was isolated. I was by myself. I had to think. I had to wonder about the future. Would I make it? Would I live? I felt I would. I'm a healthy individual, but I'm hearing stories of what happens with COVID. I lost a lot of friends that had COVID. And I started thinking, Lord, this isolation that I feel, it's terrible. I cannot contact people. I can't touch people. They don't want to be around me. I'm like a leper. I am by myself. And that's when I realized that friends, that is that relationship that you and I need with God. You cannot get this in a church. You cannot get this in a community of people. You can only get this with a one-on-one relationship with God. And that's the whole genesis of this program, Get the Hell Out of Your Life. I want to encourage you. I want to inspire you to have such a rock-solid relationship with God that when you are isolated, when you're alone, when you're down, when you're out, when you are scared to death, that that one can reach down, pick you up, and set you in his arms and love the hell out of your life. Today, I want to talk about the rapture. The rapture, no, it is not the bird in Jurassic Park. The rapture is when one day Jesus will return and with a shout, all the believers living and dead will rise to meet him in the air. I want to be there. Do you want to be there? There are warning signs that Christ's return is closer than it's ever been. And I have a guest today. His name is George. He wrote a book called Vanished, When Millions Go Missing. I'm going to be one of the ones missing. Are you going to be missing? So listen to this fascinating subject on the rapture. George, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, uh, Ron, and I I do appreciate and thank you for having me on your uh, podcast. The title of your book, Vanished When Millions Go Missing, why did you write this book? Well, first of all, I mean, I kind of grew up in the church. I want to mean that I, you know, my mother started taking me to church when I was three and I uh, came into a relationship with Jesus somewhere around the age of 11. Um, I got older, I drifted away a little bit, but then I, I got very serious, you know, about my faith, understanding some things, and uh, just started to, you know, read my Bible and develop my relationship with, uh, you know, the Lord through through Christ. And um, yeah, one of the things that uh, one of the things that I, you know, got interested in and is uh, Bible prophecy and you know what what the future is going to bring, and so. That's kind of, I think, you know, in general, how that all happened. I met a, a pastor or went to a, a church when we lived in Indiana, and, you know, he, it was the first time I ever actually heard about the rapture, probably back, that was probably back in the late 70s, uh, early 80s, and hadn't been taught that much in the church that I went to, and so I spent a lot of time studying for myself, and the rapture's really just basically the removal of uh, believers that have trusted in Jesus Christ as their Savior from the day of Pentecost until whenever that time comes. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 um, Corinthians that we'll, we'll all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. 
It's basically a, resur- a resurrection. The dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we'll always be with the Lord. So that's the idea behind the raptures, is the way I see it. Well, I think about the Left Behind series that I watched years ago with Kirk Cameron, mm. uh, that one day we're, we're out in the fields or we're on an airplane, and all of a sudden we just— disappear and that really ties into the the title of your book vanished when millions are missing you know a lot of people said that the end times that i've heard before really began in 1948 when israel returned to its homeland is is that accurate i believe that you know it's a significant fulfillment of biblical prophecy of israel being brought back into the land and you know, you can go back to the book of Ezekiel and see that where God says that he would uh, take them from among the nations and gather them out of all the countries and bring you back into your own land. Um, now, that is a reference in Ezekiel 36, verse 24, when you see they come back first basically in unbelief. And so in 1948, May 15th, they were given uh, status as a uh, sovereign nation among the world. And so... I think that is the beginning of the what I call, and I think there's other people obviously are calling this too, the convergence of things going on in the world. That that was really the significant beginning of uh, things that are starting to converge. Now, what else is happening in Israel that would maybe give us a sign of the times, uh, meaning the temple? Isn't the temple have to be rebuilt before the return of Christ? Well, what you see in uh, you see in Second Thessalonians, where this person we refer to as the Antichrist, he's called a number of different things in the Bible, uh, sets himself up in a temple of God and, de- and declares to be worshipped by God okay, or as God. And uh, you see in Revelation uh, eleven, you see a temple existing there. So there, 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 at some point in time, there will be a, a temple, and it's, I guess it is debatable when that temple will be rebuilt. Will be rebuilt before the, the rapture, after the rapture. Um, you know, I, I personally don't really know for sure. I, I would lean more toward after the rapture, but you know, it's it's possible. I guess it could be built before that. Listeners, I'm talking with George Maines. The book is called Vanished When Millions Go Missing. You know what's interesting about all this conversation, George, is now with the advance in technology and artificial intelligence that the realistic possibility of a mark of the beast, you know, where it says that we can't do anything, we won't be able to buy, we won't be able to do anything without this mark. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, you might kind of chuckle on it, but the advances of technology, this isn't too far-fetched, is it? Uh, not in my opinion and not in reality, I don't, you know, I think. I mean, we see, having experienced this pandemic, what happened and has happened throughout the world where, you know, basically uh, in some places, you know, you needed a vaccine card, you know, to do things or you needed to put a mask on to go into store. And, and so that to me is just a kind of a almost a setup for this future mark, which is also uh, the fact that people even today, there's some Swedes, I think, the statistic I had was 5,000 or more Swedes have had a chip implanted into their hands so that they can use that to open doors or, you know, uh, open this, that, or the other. And, and and it's kind of amazing people willing to do that with a chip in their hand. The technology is already in place for that 
for that to happen. I mean, it's it's there. They don't need to develop anything more at this point in time, I don't believe, from what I know. George, we see now that uh, Russia has invaded Ukraine. Isn't end-time prophecy tell us something that Russia uh, has some ulterior motives uh, eventually to go after Israel? And by the way, I just learned something recently that uh, President Reagan's favorite prophet in the Bible was Ezekiel. I thought that was interesting. And in Ezekiel 38, you do see uh, a um, group of nations, which the to Russia, uh, one definitely refers to um, modern-day Iran, Turkey also, and a number of other nations with that. They're going to invade into Israel in the end times. You know, again, there's, there's debate about the timing of that invasion, but I, you know, I personally believe it happens after the rapture. And I, I don't believe that that invasion was even possible until more in the last recent years because Israel has to be prospering as a nation because that was the purpose that they come down to plunder and take booty from the nation of Israel. And, um, and it's just interesting as you see Russia moving today and, and what they're doing. It certainly seems it's headed in that direction. You know, George, um, it is important for us to know the signs of the times, isn't it? Yes, I believe it is. I mean, there was a lot of people, in fact, all the people other than the Noah's family that didn't believe that there was going to be a worldwide flood. And so there's a lot of disbelief in the rapture, I think, today by uh, people. But the, the rapture is really to motivate us to godliness, I, I think, as believers, for one thing. First Peter chapter 1, verse 13, uh, he talks about fixing their hope fixed fully on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, and I think it, it, that should be a motivating factor for us as believers to be continuing to uh, develop and grow in our relationship with, with Christ. And in doing that, we're going to be uh, you know, witnessing to people and we're going to be discipling, discipling people. And so I think there's a significant, I think it's a motivating factor for us uh, that he could come at any moment. That's true. And I tell people, listen, George, I think it's important for all of us to understand the signs of the time so we can talk to our family and witness to others. But we have to be prepared and we have to share uh, our faith with individuals, uh, don't we? The only thing that we know of as as eternal other than God is people. People are eternal beings, and they're going to live one place or another for all eternity. And um, it's either going to be with the Lord or it's going to be separated from Him and what the Bible calls a lake of fire. So... If we develop a love for the Lord, we will have a love for people, and a love for people is telling them the, you know, the truth. George, I'm going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to ask you about alien life. Are there aliens? Should we be concerned? Is this part of God's plan? Uh, that's coming up, listeners, right after the break. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. The craft, when it came down from the sky, irradiated uh, an intense heat. UFOs. Obviously, something was out there that night. Life on other planets. Did thousands of Phoenix residents see an extraterrestrial craft? Do you believe? The first reports came from the Northwest. The Bible is silent on the subject of extraterrestrial craft. Either they don't exist, or God considers them so irrelevant to life on Earth, he doesn't bother mentioning them. And it moves slowly, not flew away, slowly 
toward Houston. God is not concerned with your belief in UFOs. He cares if you believe in his son, Jesus the Nazarene. They would fly in formation and they would disappear off of NATO radar. In eternity, what you decide about UFOs will be irrelevant. What you decide about Jesus will directly affect your destiny forever. There will always be UFOs as long as there's anything in this universe we don't understand. We want to know the truth. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Do you believe? Yes, friends, we all believe in something. What do you believe in? I believe in Jesus. I believe in the coming rapture. And today I'm talking with George Maines. The book vanished when millions go missing. George, before the break, I wanted to ask you, the History Channel's doing a lot of specials lately on aliens. What do you think about all this alien information? I have a lot of thoughts on it. To me, when you uh, look at what's going on with this alien life and what our government is showing these videos of naval you know, pilots and Air Force pilots engaging with UFOs, and, and they're doing things that, that we can't even understand how they can make the maneuvers and the speed, at the speeds that they do, I, 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 think it's, I think it's deception, and I think it's demonic deception. I think it's to get our minds off of uh, what it should be and on... Uh, you know, onto that, and, and from a, in my perspective, and, and take on that is there has to be an explanation for when the rapture takes place and millions of people vanish, so to speak. Uh, to me, that right now seems to be, and it's only my opinion, the most likely explanation is that these aliens came down and removed us, like you know, Star Trek beamed us up or whatever, and um, so that the that civilization can kind of move forward and get rid of all us people who are holding civilization back. And that could very well be an explanation. There might be other explanations as well. Uh, I don't know. But to me, when you see this in, in the end times, you see in Second uh, Thessalonians where it talks about Satan and he's going to be working with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Those are the same words that was used of Jesus when G- Jesus was doing his miracles and things. So it's going to be a very deceptive time, and I think it's going to start with deception. George, recently I heard our current president talk about the coming food shortage, famines. And we also read in the book of Matthew that in the end times there will be wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, earthquakes, all kinds of crazy things. It sounds like the book of Matthew is coming alive. It absolutely is. In fact, when you get into Revelation, you see that Matthew 24 lines up with uh, Revelation chapter 6, and you actually see that in, in Revelation 6. Uh, in verse 6, it talks about a quart of wheat for a denarius, and that's basically uh, a day's wages just to buy a quart of wheat. And so uh, there's famine, but the, there's also inflation as well, because the less food you have, the more it's going to cost. And that's another thing we're, we're experiencing right now, in addition to food shortage, is hyperinflation. And it seems almost to fit right into that Revelation 6. Yeah, isn't that the truth? And now I'm reading an article in today's paper about uh, monkeypox. You know, first there's this COVID, this uh, uh, pandemic that basically shuts down the world. In fact, I just got over COVID. And uh, it is, yeah, and, and it is not anything I wish on anyone. And now they talk about 
monkeypox. I mean, it's like the Bible is coming to life right in front of our very eyes. Absolutely. I mean, you see that, you know, where a fourth of the earth is killed in, in Revelation 6, verse 8. And, you know, some people, when it talks about death there, that word could be pestilence or death by pestilence. And that's basically, you know, what these things are. George, you and I are uh, talking on this subject is not to alarm people, not to have people running and hiding under their bed or building bomb shelters, but to understand the signs of the times and that if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, he said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He has us in the palm of his hand, so he's going to take care of his children, isn't he? That's what I believe. I believe we're not, you know, uh, under the wrath of God anymore once we have put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ who died on our behalf and rose again, and he paid the penalty for our sin, God's wrath towards sin. He paid that on a cross uh, for sin, and anyone can come to him on his terms. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And by simply trusting what he did, putting your confidence in he, what he did instead of your own good works or religious activities or things of that nature, he said you could, you'll have everlasting life and the forgiveness of sins and be restored to relationship with him. So that's that's the hope for, for us as believers. We're no longer under the wrath of God. And I believe that's exactly what you see in the last seven years on earth is God's wrath being poured out on the earth uh, for, I think, a, a number of purposes. Yes, that is so true. And George, your book, uh, Vanished, When Millions Go Missing, who should get this book? Well, I think anyone that has an interest in, in Bible prophecy or what the future is bringing as you look around at our world and see what's going on, I think, you know, I've written about some things that I've seen and God revealed to me, I believe, you know, to help people understand the signs of the times, and it will give you comfort. And um, if you're not a, not a believer, but you're, you're, you've wondered about, you know, who Jesus is and all that, I, you know, I think you can pick the book up and it will help you come to grips with that as well. Um, I've written it, it, it's short, it's to the, you know, kind of to the point, I, I could have written a long, a lot longer book, but I wanted to uh, write a book that people would pick up and read, because I think, you know, uh, there's a, there's enough in there from God's Word that God will use the, the, His Word in the book to help them see their need for Him and help them understand the times that we're living in. It is. You know, and George, another thing to remind uh, our listeners about is that we always need to be prepared. I mean, I was going down the highway the other day and the way people are driving, I thought, wow, I could get raptured today just the way these people are driving. So we we always need to be prepared that tomorrow is not a promise from God. We need to, you know, are we ready today to meet our creator? That's that's exactly right. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Juan. I mean, you know, no one's guaranteed another day. Today is a day of salvation, and uh, you could, you know, you could anyone could die today for any good reason. I was just talking to a young man yesterday out at local park. I was out here with a couple of my grandkids, and he was a football player, and he was selling coupons. And I, you know, I had an opportunity to share uh, the gospel with him, and he understood it, but he didn't have assurance. And I said, well, your assurance is in what Christ did for you, uh, not in what you can do for yourself. And so the fact of the matter is we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But God sent his son because he loved us and demonstrated his love for us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us on a cross. He shed his blood so we could have forgiveness and be restored to the relationship 
and through his resurrection, it proved that God was satisfied with that. He has the power over sin and death. And he said, whoever believes in me has everlasting life. And that's what I tried to explain to the young man. And I think he understood. It didn't say might have or will have. It, it says the moment you put your faith in Christ, you put your confidence in what he did on your behalf, you have everlasting life. You're restored to a relationship with God. And, and so I think it, it's that simple. It's nothing that we can do. There's no works that we can do. There's no religious activities that we can do. It's all of what Christ did for us. Trust him to save you, and then you have peace. Okay, George, for the person out there that's listening, and they said, well, you know what, George, that sounds good, but I've done so many bad things. I have lied. I've stolen. I've done things that I'm not proud of. Um, God, there's no way he could have a new life for me. You have the microphone. You can talk to people right now. What would you tell a person that thinks like that? Well, Warren, thanks for you know bringing that up as well, because you know we, we see that when Christ died for sins, he died for all sin. It doesn't matter what sin it was or it is. He died for everybody's sin, all sin, no matter what it is. You see a number of people. You see Rahab, who was a harlot, you know, in, in the Bible, who uh, is mentioned in the, the genealogies of Christ. Um, you see, not you see Jesus meeting the woman at the well. It had you know five husbands, and the man you know she was living was her husband, and she became a group, maybe one of the best evangelists in the Samaritans at that point in time. She went on and told all the people uh, that anybody can be forgiven. It doesn't matter what you've done. Christ paid the penalty on the cross. He died for you and for your sins, and He just wants to have a relationship with you, no matter. He loves you. He demonstrated that love when he died for you, and you can be restored to a relationship with God and have abundant life by learning to put your trust in him as you live day by day. All sins are forgiven by God through the cross. There's yeah. nothing, nothing that you that can't be forgiven. Very good. Uh, George uh, Maine's listener, the book is called Vanished When Millions Go Missing. So, George, how do listeners get a copy of this book? Uh, the only way that, that you can get a copy is on Amazon. That's, I published it through Amazon, and you can just go to Amazon.com, and you can type in the title, and, and you find it there. It's uh, five ninety nine on Amazon, um, and it's not a real long book. I think it's 68 pages. Well, that's that's good. Listeners, the title of the book is Vanished When Millions Go Missing. The author, George Maines, M-A-I-N-S, now, if people want to follow you, are you on social media so they can uh, find out about other books or maybe speaking engagements you have? I'm on. I have a blog, assuranceofheaven.com. Assur- and I, I started out that with my first book, Assurance of Heaven, uh, writing about, you know, a lot about salvation things. And um, so that that's where I can be found. And any, any information, you know, about what I might be doing could be, be would be there. Assurance of heaven.com. Well, George, God bless your brother. Keep me posted on uh, any updates to your book or any new books. In the meantime, listeners, the book is called Vanished When Millions Go Missing, available on Amazon. Look it up, the author, George Maines. George, God bless your brother. Have a great day. Well, I bless you too, Ron. Thank you again. You too. Bye. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, I have my reservations made. I'm ready to meet Jesus in the sky. I'm not afraid of dying. I look forward to the day I can be reunited with my family, my friends. I'll have a new body. You'll have a new body. Friends, we're going to get an entire new planet. This is a time that you cannot listen to all these other cynical people that don't believe in God or this. Listen, this is a personal thing. God is not going to care anything what you learn from your neighbors or your friends or even your preacher. There's a lot of preachers out there that are preaching wrong. So what you need to do so you're not wrong is you just go to Jesus himself and you just say, Jesus, I don't know everything. I don't understand a lot of this, but I want to trust you. I want to give my life to you. I want you to give me signs to speak to my heart. You know, friends, have you ever heard of the term intuition or that gut feeling? Listen, when you have a relationship with God, God's Holy Spirit is deposited inside of you and he warns you. Have you ever had an urge to call someone and you didn't know why you did or you were felt that you needed to do something and as time went on that you realized that that had to be God intervening? Well, God is doing that now to thousands and millions of people across this planet. You need to be one of the ones that God is speaking to because you don't want to miss this. And it doesn't matter what other people think. You cannot rely on what other people think. Some of the most screwed up people that I've met are the most well-meaning individuals, and they just have a, a heart of gold, but they don't have a clue. And sometimes we can get wrapped up in listening to them because we respect them. Well, you know what? You need to respect Jesus Christ begin reading the Bible, and really one of the best preachers on television, on the rapture, is David Jeremiah. I mean, do a Google search on David Jeremiah and just listen to him on the rapture. Well, friends, share this program. Tell someone that they need to get the hell out of their life by giving their life to Christ. I want to close the show out with one of my favorite song prayers. I call it a song prayer. Lord, show me the way. And let it be your prayer today. Lord, show me the way. Every night I say a prayer in the hopes that there's a heaven. But every day I'm more confused as the saints turn into sinners. All the heroes and legends I knew as a child have fallen to
Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.